This podcast is, of course, brought to you by Backstage, the number one source for actors looking to get cast. That is probably you. If you're listening to In the Envelope, there's a pretty good chance you're an actor searching for your next gig. Friends, wonderful listeners, I've got some good news. Backstage is offering 30 days free just for you, our In the Envelope audience. 30 days, totally free. I'm a podcast host. I don't do math, but I do know 30 days for $0 is a pretty good deal. All you got to do is head over to backstage.com slash subscribe and enter the code word envelope at checkout. And boom, you have access to thousands of casting notices posted and updated every day. It's all totally filterable. Are you bilingual? Can you dance? Can you juggle? There's probably a gig in there for you somewhere. Just upload a headshot, start applying, and get that dream going. A lot can happen in 30 days, trust me. But first, you gotta subscribe. Get to it. Welcome to In the Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the one-stop shop for actors and creators both above and below the line. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, backstage senior editor and professional entertainment obsessive. I'll be your guide through every corner of the creative industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. Here you'll find intimate, in-depth talks with today's most award-worthy names in film, television, and theater. Along the way, we'll get advice on living your best creative life, relatable stories of the highest highs and lowest lows, and maybe, just maybe, a rare peak in the envelope. It really wasn't until Blue Beetle that I realized, like, there's so much security and comfort that comes with playing the same character for five years. And since the start of Cobra Kai, I haven't worked on anything else. It's just been Cobra Kai and working on something after Cobra Kai has made me realize like there's work that needs to be done because every character can't feel the same. Welcome to In the Envelope, the actor's podcast and not just any episode of In the Envelope, but the 200th episode of In the Envelope. That is a truly staggering number of episodes. Uh, we are so, so excited. Now, I wasn't here the entire time, but I did watch this show grow from very humble beginnings into what it is today, which is a well-oiled, kick-ass machine. And there are so many people to thank for that. Um, Jack Smart, of course, your, your former host of the podcast. This podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Jack. Uh, our producer, Jamie Muffet, Casey Howe, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, more than 200 incredible guests who gave us their time, their insights, their creative advice, and you, of course, the listener, anybody who's ever taken the time to listen to In the Envelope, whether it's all 200 episodes or you're here for the very first time, thank you, thank you, thank you. I promise that just because we made it to 200 that we are not getting complacent. The future is bright and exciting for In the Envelope, and I cannot wait to share what we have for you in the next few episodes, the next few months, the next 200 episodes, the next 400 episodes, whatever. And speaking of an upward trajectory, we decided to celebrate our 200th episode with an actor who is, I almost said up and coming, but it's more like he's blasting into the stratosphere as we speak. I am talking, of course, about Sholo Maraduena 
who has been kicking ass on the massively popular Cobra Kai for four, soon to be five seasons, a job he recently had to balance with leading his own DC Comics movie, Blue Beetle. Now, there's been a lot of questions about the DC Cinematic Universe lately, uh, but none from Sholo. Uh, he seems primed, he seems ready, he seems very pumped for this movie to make it into the world, and that energy is infectious. You'll see, because we are going to get into it right now. Here is Sholo Maraduena. Sholo, thank you so much for being here. This is incredible. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I think I think by the time this podcast comes out, we'll be about a week away from Cobra Kai season five. Okay. Um, how are we feeling? How is it? <laughs> how are we feeling heading into season five of this television show? I always get so nervous when when the show's coming out. It's the if, ever since the first season. I I just wish we could go back to that first season where there was no pressure for for what people were thinking of the show or anything like that. Now, five seasons in, it's like, oh my gosh, did we do it? And, and <laughs> especially with, with some of these past seasons where we filmed it like almost a year ago. So mm -hmm. it's like, but I'm really excited, you know, uh, regardless as to, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I feel I haven't seen this year, this, the episodes yet, but I feel like we made a good season. Yeah. And, and there's, definitely more room to expand and and I, I just love our the way that we're able to incorporate nostalgia with you know adding new pieces new people to the story and and uh, I, I really just have a blast so I'm excited and I'm I'm ready for the thing to come out already so that we can so that we can see finally if Miguel meets his dad Jeez Louise I do want to mention because you mentioned uh, you know how the the expectations have grown. It has been kind of wonderful and exciting and surprising just to watch this show expand. I um, I was thinking because I was a uh, I was a freelance writer in 2018, uh, and I had an editor reach out to me and they're like, "I want you, I want you to review this show," and I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." And they were like, "It's a it's a Karate Kid sequel, uh, and it's debuting on YouTube Red," and I was, I was like, "Yeah, sure. Like I I need the money. Uh, I'll review it." And I was looking back at these these reviews in 2018, and it was literally just me realizing that this show is is great. Like, and I I think it was it was one of those things. This show from the beginning just kind of came out of nowhere. So I'm I'm curious uh, for you what it's like from the inside watching this show sort of <laughs> gradually expand into what it is now. The the one thing that comes to mind when you say that is that it's it brings so much warmth to my heart that that Billy. You know, Johnny Lawrence, William Zabka is 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 getting the recognition because for the longest time, you know, the the Karate Kid had come out and and everyone in that movie had great performances and and the story was was so prevalent and and felt so punctual to that to that time. And but everyone hated Billy. It was like he he was such a good he he and Marty were such good villains that like he, he could not escape that that role of people thinking like, oh, you're the worst, this and and then, you know, obviously there's big moments like that that video that came out that was like, uh, you know, Daniel is the real villain of the movie or mm -hmm. this, this and that. But but you know, five seasons in, it's been really nice to see that we've 
been able to keep our our hardcore fans right like the cult the cult fans at ease and and keep them happy because at the end of the day when when you have all these different ips the most valuable piece feels like that one the 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 audience who's the most invested mm-hmm. or who has loved you from the longest, it feels like that piece is the one that is the most, if you're going to get any piece, right, it's that one. But with Netflix, it's that piece is hard because now you have people who loved Co- uh, karate kid, people who loved Cobra Kai when it was on YouTube. Uh, but now you also have the rest of the world that is, that is experiencing this thing. And, and I've been, it's been such a, a blessing to to see the 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 what's the word for it the uh, 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 response the response to the show and and our our cast is is so diverse in its in in the types of characters that we see that I really feel like it's it's a show for everyone kind of like you're saying a, like it really is a, a family show and 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 that's something that that feels really special in, in, in its own way. I, I, I probably going to keep coming back to it because it, it, it is, it is wild that, you know, we're going into season five and it's a lot to think about. Are you the type of person that, that reflects often that, you know, that takes moments to like look back on, on, on the beginnings, the, the, the sort of how you got here. Is that, is that something you do often or is because of this, you know, because of the career you're in, is it, is that, do you not get an opportunity to do that very often? Absolutely. I, I definitely consider myself someone who, who's very sentimental and, and reflective. I think with Cobra Kai, it was interesting because it was the first time that A, you know, I was, I was doing the role for a long time. It wasn't like I was coming in for an episode and then, and then you know, that was it with Cobra Kai. It, it was, it's been five years of, mm-hmm. of, 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 finding this character and finding this chemistry with everyone. And, and it feels very comfortable to, to have that security, to have, to know like, Oh, we're going to, we're, we're doing five of these seasons or, or what have you. But as we get closer to the, to ending the chapter on Cobra Kai and, and, and closer to this inevitable, you know, mm-hmm. ending of the show, un- unless Dick Wolf takes over the show and (laughs) season 22. Yeah. 40 of these. And we're, yeah. uh, Unless that happens, the, the end is inevitable. And and I think I can't help, but be a little bit uh, like nostalgic and, and it feels like the end is near, but I know that there's hopefully more. And sometimes that makes me not, it's bittersweet. And, Mm. and it's been such a, great time you know five years in I, I keep hearing it but like it's everyone's like it's so rare to love your cast and crew five years in and i'm like really oh gosh okay all right all right as i as i embark on this new movie that hopefully will will <laughs> expand longer than five years i'm like oh gosh i hope yeah. I, you know, I hope it's all the same but but uh it, it's it's very bittersweet and and i i do like to reflect um but you can't reflect too much. You can't like, there's, there's, there's always gotta be room to grow and you gotta, you gotta constantly be expanding. And, and I, I hope that this is just the beginning. Absolutely. Well, I, I love to hear it. And I love to hear that specifically because I am going to ask you to reflect even further than that, because on this podcast, we do love to see the whole journey. We love to, to, to sort of walk over how you got here. 
uh, and that that for you, I was you know I was looking at your your entire career tra- trajectory, and I was kind of curious what the starting point was, <laughs> because you know you were you had the breakout role on Parenthood, um, mm-hmm. and and that was sort of your your launching point. I'm curious where that came from what, what the desire to get into acting where that came from for you uh were you auditioning before that were you were you looking to get into acting what what was the before and what was the after for you as an actor i had been doing a bit of commercial and print work before parenthood mm-hmm. and uh, that really derived from a want to be on camera, so to speak, but but at that age, there's re- it's really hard to to wrap your head around mm-hmm. what that means. Uh, like I, I I don't think inherently as a ten year old I was like I want my face to be on screen. I, I think it was I think it was I I really can't put my finger on it, but it it wasn't to to be seen or to be famous, um, and it definitely wasn't you know my my parents trying to live vicariously through me either, which which. Uh, you know, something that sometimes you see, but they, I was, I was really fortunate that my family was uh, really encouraging and really supportive of this ask of like, uh, I, I want to do something in this world, but I don't really know where to start. And, and luckily, you know, my, my mother had had a friend who, who was an agent for commercials and print. So she was like, look, this is, as you know, I, I don't know how to get you into TV and movies, but we can try this out and look, if you like it, we'll keep doing it. And if you don't like it, then, then boom, we've, <laughs> we've tried it. and yeah. yeah, and we'll move on to something else. And, and I, and, and my family has really kept that notion throughout my whole career. Right. Like uh, my mother would always say like, look, Sholo, if, if one day you decide I don't want to be an actor. I don't want to do this. She was like, please tell me, you know, I'm, I'm never going to force you to do anything. Um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, push you into this, into this world. If you don't want to, like, we, we want to support you if this is something that you want to do. And then, and then parenthood came along and what once was a, a means to pay for college with, with, you know, print and commercials turned into a realization that these like, this is what these people do. This yeah. is like, this is their lives. And, and, and they have crafted their, their ability and they, and they are living and thinking and breathing, acting. And, and that was really inspiring to, to work on parenthood and to see Craig T. Nelson, you know, Peter Krause, Erica Christians, everyone on that show was a, was a veteran, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to, be someone just just to be someone in the room because honestly at that point it was kind of like come in and say your lines and then <laughs> go back to school because I, I was dude I was like 11 yeah 10. it was like I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna sit down with Craig T. Nelson and be like so tell me what the 80s were like like I <laughs> yeah. wasn't uh, you didn't have a process at I, the age I, of I 11 <laughs> I didn't have the process I didn't even I didn't know what questions to ask mm-hmm. I was it was a lot of the times it was it, it, a lot of the times it feels like a like a like a blip it feels like it happens so fast and that's because mm-hmm. i you know at at 10 11 years old you know a a, a year of your life is is you know a, a tenth of your life but now you know as i as i head towards 22 it's the the years sometimes feel a little bit quicker um but 
they they get they get quicker just they, they get quicker just oh, just to, well just to well, warn you a few years in the future good thing we'll have these these interviews and exactly to to look back towards um but the the parenthood i think was really like you said the starting point of me mm-hmm. figuring out that this is what i wanted to do and, and like this is what i th- yeah this is this is what i want to do with my life and and then I got into high school and I didn't really, honestly, from parenthood to Cobra Kai, there wasn't a ton of stuff happening. Like there were mm-hmm. a few things here and there, but I, I, Cobra Kai was then the thing that I, I think uh, helped, helped me really craft, mm-hmm. you know, my acting ability, especially on those, those first couple of seasons, like I was saying, where there was no pressure. It was just... Let's come on set, you know, and, and, you know, I, I really owe a lot of it to our creators and to, to Billy Zapka because they, they, from the get go, you know, believed in me and, and they, they really helped me build my confidence on an offset. And that, and that was really helpful. And, and, you know, going into Blue Beetle, I think it's, it's had Cobra Kai not happens, not only would Blue Beetle have definitely not happened, but, mm-hmm. but the the fears and the you know the the pressure that comes with with doing a movie was was really put at ease by by having you know all the experience on Cobra Kai and, and before that. I, I'm curious. I was going to ask because the, was there a moment where you noticed that you were kind of building a quote unquote process? Because a lot of this sounds like very informal training. Uh, <laughs> So, so when did you start to recognize what your approach to acting would be outside of, like you said, show up and say your lines? When did you say, oh, you know what? I, I actually have a, a, a take on this. I, have, I, I know how to do scene study. I know how to do character study, stuff like that. When did that get into the mix? It got into the mix. And, you know, I hope I don't regret saying this, but the, you know, working on Cobra Kai, a lot of the instincts that, and I'm just speaking for myself. I can't speak for anybody else, but a lot of the instincts that I had, I was like, I was a 16 year old playing a 16 year old. It was uh, like, a, I was a high schooler playing a high schooler. And a lot of the experiences and a lot of the narratives that we were running through were ones that weren't too far off from things that I had experienced. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, getting to work with Billy or especially the other kids on the show, it felt very natural. There, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I had to make a big reach. I wasn't playing Hawk where, you know, I was a 16 year old who all of a sudden was playing a 16 year old who has a back tattoo and a <laughs> mohawk and is, you know, super chaotic. It was the the character that I play at that moment, at that time in my life felt pretty on par with what I was going through, you know? And I think it, it really wasn't until Blue Beetle that I realized like, there, there's so much security and comfort that comes with playing the same character for the five, for five years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and since the start of Cobra Kai, I, have, I haven't worked on anything else. It's just been Cobra Kai. And, and it's, I, I think at working on something after Cobra Kai has made me realize like, Oh shoot, there's, there's work that needs to be done because every character can't feel the same. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there are some people who are great at, playing similar types of characters and and there's you know there's a place for that but i think with with this it was like oh okay shoot i have to fit like 
I have the tools in front of me. I have the, I have experience, right? I've, I've done, I've done 10 years of this, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're true. There, there must be something that I can, you know, pull from, from the, from these experiences, but also there's a lot of, a lot to learn when it comes to, to, to playing a new character and, and especially one that is not like yourself. Mm-hmm. And that process was it was a pretty uphill uh, process because it's your you have to have a lot of humility and i and i think it, it came from you know the the first couple of of you know times working with the producers and the director where they were they were very uh blunt about how they, <laughs> like how how things were going and and i think that really helped me you know you know kick into a new gear and and really start to um find the the tools that'll that'll help me expand on the things that you're talking about on script analysis on building characters on on being able to you know just just run scenes better just being able to to be the moment or or whatever it is that works for for anybody like working on those things was uh i think really the the biggest moment in my recent life has been you know working on blue beetle and and Mm -hmm. or, or i should just say working on a different character Mm-hmm. aside from Miguel. Well, I'm curious about that because it kind of sounds like a, uh, a trial, trial and error process, but also at the same time, a trial by fire process where you're kind of being thrown from Cobra Kai into Blue Beetle, which is a, a, a massive step, but also you're kind of figuring it out in that transition. So I'm curious if there's anything that comes to mind of that that you maybe thought was the right way to go about something that wasn't or, or a, part, a particularly you know, trial and error moment that really taught you uh, what it is to, to, to make that leap to playing a new character. Is there anything specific that comes to mind where you're like, oh, now I kind of get this aspect of it? Yes, there is a moment. Um, I, I think I can, I think I can talk about this. I'm like, I, <laughs> I guess I we'll get find kinda, out. I get, I get nervous kind of talking about this, but Ashton, if you're there, you can, you can hear what I'm about to say, and then you can tell me and we could talk about it and see if it's, if it's, this, this right. isn't live. This, this podcast is not live. Perfect, perfect. All right, let me. So, you know, heading into Blue Beetle, there, I I hadn't auditioned. I, mm-hmm. I I I had the really once in a lifetime opportunity to be booked just off of the director believing in me and mm-hmm. and being like, this is the guy. It has to be this guy. And there was a. It was, it was really, it, even now, it's sometimes really hard to wrap my head around that idea that, you know, they have seemingly so much riding on this movie and this hopefully series. How could they not audition me? How could they not like, and the only thing that I could, you know, sum it up to was like, oh, they, they liked Cobra Kai. So they probably want something similar to Miguel because mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the only thing that they've seen, then they must, you know, and that was not the right. Cobra that, Kai is the audition, but that, 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 that wasn't that true. Was, that was, that couldn't have been further from the truth because I remember doing the chemistry reads and, and you know, having uh, our producers and the director be like, no, <laughs> this is not the character. This is, you know, and, and I, I, I can't say anything else about, about the character, but... Mm-hmm. That though that I think that conversation, they they were like, you will learn 
that it, it it's not the same thing. And, and, and that, and honestly, that's super helpful. It, it's that, you know, that conversation and those moments were really helpful in trying to build and navigate a new character mm-hmm. and that alongside getting to work with everyone on, on the new project, I mean, was, was the, one of the greatest learning experiences ever, you know, getting to act alongside Susan Sarandon or, 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 you know, someone who comes from that world, from the, the really like the, the actors, actors world, or, or George, George fricking Lopez, who, who is so funny. Like you, you get to just be a fly on the wall or, or just get to witness their craft and that kind of helps you you know figure out and it's not necessarily like mimicking or or trying to replicate because you can't there's no other george lopez there's no other susan sarandon there's no you know all of these people are special and and are the way that they are for for their own reasons but it helped figure like oh okay let me let me try to experiment and it's it's a little unfortunate not I, I shouldn't say unfortunate but it's a little daunting you know experience experimenting on uh, you know a movie that costs a hundred million dollars like it, it's <laughs> that well, very expensive experiment <laughs> it's a very expensive experiment yeah. but to be quite honest i i we did it for sure mm-hmm. and and you know i I hope that this interview doesn't come back to bite me in the butt. We're like, you said you did it and you failed. You but, promised us you did it. <laughs> you promised us you did it. But I, I honestly have 100% confidence that, that we did it. And, um, and that really is just due in part to, you know, the, the cast and crew. They, mm-hmm. it, it, I wish I could come up here and be like, you know, the, the movie is my name. Oh, I did it all. I, I, set up the lenses and I, you know, did it all, but no, it, it, it really was a, a group effort and, um, it was, it was awesome. What was the, uh, the, the timing like between, uh, Cobra Kai, especially, you know, season five and blue beetle, you know, when you learned about blue beetle, when you were shooting blue beetle, when you're shooting season five, what was the, the back and forth there, but in terms of just like your, your schedule? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I had found out that Blue Beetle was being, I mean, so I, I, maybe I'll, let me take a step back. In the world of superheroes as a kid, there were only two kid Latino superheroes mm-hmm. that I could look up to. There was Nova on the Marvel side and Blue Beetle on the DC side. Mm-hmm. So from the get-go, from, from even before I started doing commercials, it was always like, oh man, how cool would it be to be one of those characters to, to, and obviously now, you know, there's, there's, uh, or I should say like Mexican American, cause mm-hmm. there's, you have Miles Morales who, who has a, who's, you know, Afro Latino who, who, you know, that movie is awesome in it, in itself. But, uh, I, they had, they had announced that they were making a blue beetle when I was maybe like 14 or 15. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm too young and skinny and small. I can't be a superhero. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to cast the kid from Modern Family. It's not going <laughs> to be. But, um, you know, to, to you know, wh- whether or not it was luck or it was meant to happen, like it, it, uh, it had been delayed mm-hmm. years and years and years and it never found a home. They they'd tried directors, they had tried different writers, but they, when nothing was landing and and um, when I found out that Blue Be- we were filming season four of Cobra Kai, when I found out that A, the movie was being made, but B, 
this director on Hel Manuel Soto was directing it, who I had met through Cobra Kai. And, and, uh, or I guess by, by proxy with Cobra Kai, because he had, he had worked on a project that was being produced by the same guys and yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get a meeting. I have to like, I have to, I have to speak with him. He needs to know that I exist so that I can maybe get an audition and, and that. And, and, you know, I, I, fortunately he had remembered that we had met and was like, yes, let's meet. And, uh, and then right before I had left to Cobra Kai season five to film that season is when I found out that I, that I got the role. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it was like, and then the thing couldn't have come sooner. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it was, it was so far away, but yet so close in my mind. But, but I think, you know, doing this fifth season of, of Cobra Kai was, was really helpful to kind of do the character. And then, you know, I, I had a few months in between projects uh, once we wrapped on, on Cobra Kai to, to really start to figure out, all right, what is, what are we doing next? Like what's, mm-hmm. what is, what are the next steps? And, and luckily it wasn't, you know, one right after the other, I, I had time to gain weight. I had time to practice, get in with, with acting coaches, you know, talk with the director and, and, and uh, all of, and, and honestly, uh, all of that kept going even throughout filming. Like it, it wasn't once the first day of filming happened, it wasn't like, all right, now I can just trust my instincts. There was a lot of, of molding and a lot of practice that came into to doing the role. So I, I hope that, that translates. Absolutely. And I do, I do want to ask specifically about uh, just how important Blue Beetle is uh, just for representation. Because you mentioned there's, there's just hasn't been that representation. And I look at both Blue Beetle and Cobra Kai um, because Cobra Kai is kind of in a similar way, you know, I lived, I lived in the Valley for a few years and I've always really appreciated how Cobra Kai, it's just that, that it just represents it very, um, off authentically, you know, it's, it's not heightened, it's not low and it's just, this is what it is. Uh, and so I, I look at your sort of upward, uh, trajectory in your career and you've, you're kind of constantly at the forefront of this representation. And I'm curious how much that's factored into how you've looked at your career, how you've looked at your characters, how you've looked at everything that's happened in the past few years for you. I think talking about the, the representation part of it all, like the, there have been roles for Latinos. I think that the difference is, is that, you know, now we're being represented in a positive light, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. for the longest yeah. time it was like, you know, the narcos or the, or the gang banger or the like, dude, I was, I was 12 going out for like little gang. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> there's no other, there's no yeah. other roles that I could go out for. This is like, this is what we, you know, this is what's, what's what we're doing. And, and with, with Cobra Kai and, and with Blue Beetle, I, I think uh, it's so refreshing and also it's so fun to, to get to, you know, portray a character that, that is, is in the positive light, you know? And it's like, yeah, this, this is, this is a new reality for, for Latinos. Like we can be, you know, and, and I, it, and we've seen it, you know, we, we saw it with Salma Hayek and Eternals. We saw it with, you know, Xochitl in this newest Dr. Strange. We, we, you know, there's, there's been, um, there's been a, 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 a rise in the in the world of Latinos and, and these superheroes, and and it 
really just makes me so excited to to just have a, a, another way to open the door, hopefully to to more. And and I think that's the that's the most important thing is is not we want to make the best movie and we want to make a, a great film, but the mo the more important thing is is opening doors for mm-hmm. the next person. And and as long as we do that, the movie the, then we've succeeded. Then we've the, then no rotten tomatoes no anybody can take that away from you when you're when you're actively you know pushing the needle that is is the best you know the best thing that that can happen and and, you know i it's i i can't say it's on purpose you know Mm -hmm. i i i i can't say you know i i chose these roles specifically because we like it's i'm i'm these are just the, the roles that I've happened to book. And there's been tons of other roles that I haven't mm-hmm. booked. You know, it's a, I, I'm not in the, the point in my career just yet where I can be like super picky and choosy about, you know, uh, but, but um, I've, I've had the, the blessed opportunity that, that these past two roles have been ones that, that I really think have, have not only portrayed the Latino experience in a positive light, but also in one that's pretty authentic, like, a, uh-huh. a, you know, coming from Cobra Kai where our, our creators were really, you know, really made a point to, to try to make the Latino experience and Miguel's experience authentic, Mm -hmm. but also not in your face. And like, you know, we're going to shove this down your throat, you know, people, this is what, like, it felt very inherent and it felt very natural. And that I think is what, you know, makes the difference between, you know, some of these other projects and, and something like a Cobra Kai or like a Blue Beetle or, or like these other examples that we see is that when it comes from a place of, of authenticity, like it, it feels so much better and it, uh-huh. and it translates on the screen when you, when you do anything inauthentically, but especially this, 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 like this topic that we're talking about, it just doesn't land because you, because the people that you're trying to address are not, connecting with it because it's not it's not real it's not authentic and 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 uh you know with cobra kai and blue beetle they've really found a way to to address their audience but really the kind of worldwide audience and 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 that's that's been a great a great time absolutely so you did i mean you did mention this 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 point you are in your career it's it's it kind of not that not that cobra kai is is definitely ending anytime soon but it is you know you're at season five you just did Blue Beetle, which is which is this massive movie that that hopefully will go on. You are you are sort of at what feels like a a swing point, you know. And I, I'm curious, creatively and just for your career, how you how you feel about what you want to do next. You, I, I, you you kind of mentioned, you know, you can't be picky right now. This isn't a a time where you're choosing your roles. But what are you sort of looking for in a role these days? Because it, it has seemed like such a rapid. A uh, rapid few years for you. What do you? What do you? When you sit down, you think about it. What are you looking for for these next step? Next step after that. Next step after that. I'd really love to work in the the indie realm. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that that I haven't had the chance to do. And and with with something like a Blue Beetle, you're on the biggest screen in front of the biggest magnifying glass and the there's so many moving pieces mm-hmm. that sometimes like that truly the the performance is the only thing that I can control everything else is is you know up to up to everybody else 
but I, I, there's something I love about, you know, a, a character project and, and something I really enjoy, you know, I, I don't know if I enjoy doing it cause I haven't done it yet, but, <laughs> but I enjoy watching it and I enjoy, you know, seeing, uh, witnessing other people experience that. And, and I'd love to, to head into that indie realm and, and head into, you know, something that feels really grounded and, and I, and uh, I, I just love to, to play like a, a weirdo or a, <laughs> a, a bad guy or something like I, uh, the, the one that comes off the top of my mind is, is good time by, by, I- <laughs> Robert. I was literally about to say you're describing the Robert Pattinson I, right now. I I really I love that movie and mm-hmm. and kind of like you're talking about his the the trajectory that that he's taken you know from being on the biggest screen with something like Twilight and moving to you know the Lighthouse or Good Time or or these other movies and then going back and doing it even better with something like Batman like it's that's something that's awesome right I I love that trajectory you i mean there's there's so many examples of it right timothy chalamet you see dune and call me by your name and beautiful boy there's there's i would love to do something grounded that's the first that's the first step mm-hmm. something that that feels like you're stripping away all of the fantasy there's no random you know high school brawls <laughs> you know over drama there's no uh scarab that's giving you powers like i'd, I'd love to to do something um yeah that that that's the next thing aside from that i have a pretty open mind you know <laughs> i there's there's a whole lot of things that i haven't tapped into yet so you know the where i where that starts is 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 um you know foreign to me but you know hey it'd be i'd love to do a romance i i i'd love to, yeah that would be really awesome i mean there's ah yeah I could go on and on. <laughs> I think an open mind helps. <laughs> I, yes, keeping an open mind helps, and and uh, you know, yes. Well, yeah, I, we got to get you your lighthouse. That sounds <laughs> that sounds incredible to me. Yes, I have to have my what scene <laughs> soon, sooner than later. Uh, you'll get there. You'll get there. Um, so before I let you go, um, we do we do have on some of these episodes we do something called the backstage five. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just five rapid fire questions, uh, just whatever comes to mind, whatever the first thing you think of, that's all we're asking from you. Okay. Um, first question, what performance should every actor see and why? Oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that is usually the response to that question. I've seen, I've seen no movies. Okay. Um, in recent memory, oh my God, it's so much pressure. <laughs> People are gonna say, does this Just, just, just okay. listen and whatever comes I, to mind. Okay, whatever comes to mind. I really, maybe not so much now, but I really, for the longest time, was in love with Ferris Bueller. That that character, I I I really enjoy. And and if you had asked me, you know, a, three or four years ago, mm-hmm. I would have told you that would have been my dream to remake that movie. Now I don't. And now I feel like it shouldn't be touched. And you know, it, you know, coincidentally enough, the creators of Cobra Kai are doing their Ferris Bueller movie, but it's not. It's about the the valet drivers and i think that's a, a great take on it but yeah matthew broderick uh i also yeah that's a really great one one that is kind of like eerie that is fascinating but i'm like ah this is how did someone decide american history x you know oh, it, yeah. 
Edward Norton is another one that I'm like, ah, this is really great. Um, everyone in Amores Perros, if you guys haven't seen that movie, Alejandro Iñárritu, he's the guy who made, uh, you know, The Revenant, that movie, every single one has a, a great performance in it. Actually, actually, that's my, that's my final answer. <laughs> that's the answer. We, see, once, I feel like once you, once you start talking about it, it kind of just, it's like a dam opening. Yes. Uh, question, question number two of five. Uh, do you find it harder to do physical comedy or physical action? Yes, I do find <laughs> it hard. It is like uh, doing backflips and, and, you know, kicking people's butts is not something that comes naturally to me. There's a lot of practice that needs to come in, especially with something like Cobra Kai. Physical comedy, I do like. I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm good at it because I haven't really had much of a chance, but I, I love it. I think it's, it's um, you know, uh, yes. There we okay. go. That's the rapid. Yes. Awesome. We're doing it. This is, this is incredible. Uh, question number three, were you ever surprised at how the audience perceived one of your characters? Um, yes. You know, working on Parenthood, there were so many, it was like kind of the first time that I was starting to get recognized on the street and so many people, so many, yeah, so many moms would come <laughs> up to me and be like, I hate your character. Like <laughs> your, your character, I, I hate you so much. And I, you know, I was like maybe 12 or 13 at the time. Like what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I just wanted to eat pho with my family I mean, like I uh that, that was one that I was like I, it's really not that deep and also like I, like I, I had a a nice chunky role in it but it I was like really yeah but but I guess it, it meant I was doing the right things so that's what they say at least I love that uh question number four what's one mistake you've made in your career that you promised you would never make again being up on time there was one time where I didn't wake up for my alarm and I was late to set and that embarrassment and that like that experience will never happen again. I, Oh my God, having Ralph Macchio <laughs> like throw metaphorical eggs at you because of uh, that. I will never live that down, <laughs> especially because uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing that'll never happen again. Extremely understandable. Uh, and question number five, what, one piece of advice would you give to your younger self? You just can't take things personally, especially in, in this industry. You gotta, you just gotta have some resiliency. And, and uh, it, I, I was fortunate enough to, to learn that pretty early on, but it's, it's one of, it's one of those things that applies to outside of the industry just as much as, as it does inside of the industry. And, and uh, yeah, can't take things personally. And, and, uh, one thing that I would tell younger Sholo, you just can't take yourself too seriously either. You gotta, you gotta keep it fun. You gotta keep it light. There's, there's a lot of, you, we can let the, the dark conversations for, for other people. I love that. Uh, amazing. That was, it, it got quicker with everyone. Uh, really appreciate this Sholo. Um, we're very excited for Cobra Kai season five. Very excited for Blue Beetle. Very excited for all to come after that. Uh, and we'll be watching, so but, but today was, this was incredible. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Vinny. Yeah. And, and you too, Jamie. Thank you guys so much for, for taking the time out of your day and, and uh, hope to speak again soon.
Thanks, as always, to our brilliant producer, Jamie Muffet, and to the whole team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. 100% free, you simply cannot beat that. For more exclusive content, find us on Facebook and Twitter at In The Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who should we interview next? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another peek in the envelope.